Welcome to Chocolate Chat Cafe Candid Conversation, a podcast designed to give moms and women a place to have real, raw, and authentic dialogue, all while helping build a thriving business and a life of joy and freedom. Hi, I'm your host, Tamara C. Gooch, founder and CEO of Pink Per LLC, certified master life and business coach, international best-selling author, transformational speaker, and trainer. Now, as moms and business owners, our time is valuable. That's why this show is short on time and big on action. Each episode, we'll dive into candid conversations around topics, ultimately learning what it means to work smarter, grow our influence, never stop learning, and flourish in business, family, and in life. So grab your drink of choice, sit back, and let's chat. So today, we have the pleasure of having Dr. Sharon Porter. And Dr. Sharon Porter resides in the Washington, D.C. area. She's the owner of Perfect Time SHP LLC coaching and consulting and book publishing firm. She's also the founder of the Grind Entrepreneurial Network and Write the Book Now. She is the host of the I Am Dr. Sharon interview show and host and creator of five podcasts. Dr. Sharon is the author of The Power of Networking, How to Achieve Success with Business Networking, Next in Line to Lead, The Voice of the Assistant Principal, Class of 2017, What's Next? And Women Who Lead, Extraordinary Women with Extraordinary Results. And North Carolina Girls Living in a Maryland World. She is a contributing author for the MLM book, The Business of the 21st Century, Women on a Mission, Sisterhood of Stories, Three Ps of Success, Purpose, Passion, Profit, Renegotiating Greatness, 21 Lessons from Bold Entrepreneurs Who Have Built Successful Brands, Behind the Scenes of a Phenomenal Woman, and Black Woman by Birth, Champion by Choice. Dr. Sharon has served as an educator for over 25 years. She currently serves as a leadership coach for novice school administrators. She is a former elementary and middle school principal in Maryland and North Carolina. She is a graduate of Winston-Salem State University, National Lewis University, the Johns Hopkins University, Walden University, and Howard University. Sharon holds a National Association of Elementary School Principal Mentor Certification and is a certified Gallup Strengths Coach. She is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, International Association of Women, an official member of the Forbes Council, Forbes Coaches Council, Sisters for Sisters Network, and Professional Women of Winston-Salem. Help me welcome Dr. Sharon Porter. That was a mouthful. (laughs) 
I appreciate all of that. Thank you so much. (laughs) You are welcome. You are welcome. I am so excited and glad and happy to have you on the show. That was a lot. So (laughs) that was, that was more of you, but let the audience know, can you introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about you? Absolutely. And so first of all, I am just a lover of life. (laughs) I, you know, I I enjoy every waking moment. And I say that um, with most sincerity. Um, I went through a a hard year, 2018, of of grieving, of deaths in my family. And so it really taught me to love life. So I wanted to just start with that, a lover of life. Um, I'm also a faith walker. Um, I believe in the power of faith um, and my belief. And so, you know, amongst all the things that I do, I walk by faith and not by sight. And so um, I just believe that everything that I set my mind to do, um, I pray and ask God to let his will be done. And then I turn it over to him. (laughs) So that really describes in a nutshell who I am um, for everything that I do. You know, that, that said a whole lot. Um, and before we dive into into to digging deeper into to your business and your life's purpose, um, what you said kind of hit home because I don't think many people understand being a lover of life. It takes a um, traumatic situation for people to really be able to say that. Yes. Uh, and I can truly understand what you're saying, why you're saying it, because I'm able to, um, I'm now able to understand that more. Yes. Uh, with, from 2015 to 2018, it was each year I experienced a death. Mm. Um, and it, it taught me truly how to not just appreciate life, but to enjoy every breath because we're not promised. Mm. We're not promised, you know, and I lost my mother in 2016. Mm. Um, That took the wind out of me. Yes. Yes. So what you said at at that moment, it was like, okay, now I understand truly what it means to take Mm. in a breath, and enjoy every breath that I take. Yes, I, yes, yes. I'm not done with you, but she was ready to come home. Yes. So that was awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> so share with our audience, what is your life's purpose and why are you so passionate about it through what you do? So, uh, you know, my life's purpose is to serve. And that oftentimes sounds cliche-ish. Um, but I feel I was truly put on this earth to serve and everything that I do, whether it's my business, my professional life, 
it is come, it comes from the stance of serving others, putting others' needs before my own. I come from the world of network marketing. That's how it all started for me. Okay. And there was a saying that said, if you give what others want, if you give enough people what they want, you'll get what you want. Mm. That to me is the epitome of servant leadership. Yeah. And so I just resonated with that and I've taken it to heart and I seek out what others need and then go forth and try to provide that. Because in doing so, I in turn get everything that I need. And so that really is my life's purpose is to serve in all capacities to serve. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it's funny you say that while I was going to get my undergrad, you know, finishing up my bachelor's, um, that was the first class that we had to take. Mm. And we had to take a, a course on servant leadership. Wow. Um, so many people just don't understand it. Like yes. you said, it, it, that, that cliche word, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to serve. And I think most people use it because it sounds good. <laughs> right. Really understanding what it means to serve. Yes. Um, and I, I tell people, even in, with my coaching, I'm not, I'm, I'm serving God because he purposed me to do what I do. I didn't want to do it. I wasn't striving to do it I was taking a different path and that detour brought me back to what he purposed me to do which was serve so yes. I truly agree with what with what you're saying and I love that now was there something that you personally experienced that kind of helps push you in the direction that you're in now you know I <laughs> That's really a great question. I actually cannot say there was one thing, one defining moment, um, other than just starting um, in fourth grade, having a wonderful fourth grade teacher, and me making a decision one day that I too was going to be a fourth grade teacher. <laughs> I, I can remember the day <laughs> that I did that. And I think that just started my whole serving because as educators, it truly is a ministry. Um, and you have to be willing to serve. And so mm -hmm. it was just instilled in me early on as a nine-year-old in North Carolina, sitting in the classroom and this teacher sitting before me. And I'm just in awe of how she is uh, delivering her message. And I sit there and say, wow, I'm going to be a fourth grade teacher. I remember the day I said that. And um, I, I, I stuck to that. I held on to that. And when I entered uh, college, that's what, you know, I became an elementary education major okay. with that in mind that, you know, I was going to um, spread the, all of the warmth that she did to, to other young people. Mm. And so that really just stemmed from everything else um, that I do now. Um, is based on that. And so that was really, actually, it was a pivotal moment. You know, that was your initial question. That that really was the start of me, you know, finding out exactly what I wanted to do. And, and all my years in school, that was what I was going towards. I was going to be a teacher. And not only a teacher, I wanted to be a fourth grade teacher. Yeah. <laughs> because she made that much impression right on me that I wanted to do exactly what it was that she was doing. So, so yeah, I would definitely say that. 
your you taught fourth grade for how long how many years so i yes yeah, so i taught fourth grade actually i did my student teaching in fourth grade and then i taught fourth grade only for a year or so after that and then i began to branch onto other grades i ended up teaching for seven years um in all elementary grades and also uh middle school math um before i uh became a teacher leader and then a school administrator um, and that I did not see for myself as well. <laughs> that just, you know, sort of evolved um, after, you know, a few experiences um, in the education arena and someone seeing potential for administration in me um, that I then sought after that and went back to school and then, you know, became an assistant principal and then eventually a principal. So, yes, definitely. That's a beauty behind how, how... God aligns us in the path yes. of, of where he wants us to go and how he wants to use us. But then the people mm -hmm. that sees us and takes note that we yes. realize and recognize they're watching. Yes. Um, my mother would always tell me, you know, always look your best. She said, I don't mm -hmm. care what you're wearing, but just put on a little lip gloss and a little mascara. <laughs> you never know who's watching. That's right. And that's true. We never know who's watching. So I love that. Now, you've done some phenomenal work. Kind of talk to our listeners about um, in a little bit more detail about all the, the work that, that you've done and, and things that you're doing. Yeah. So I actually founded the Grind Entrepreneur Network. Um, that was my initial uh, step into the entrepreneurship. And, and I'll tell this story. It's so ironic. Um, as I mentioned, I, I started out in network marketing, and so I was actually vending at a women's empowerment conference in Washington, D.C. Uh, a few years back. I was so motivated and so impressed with the women that were there attending the conference, as well as, of course, the conference speakers and presenters. Uh, I was there trying to sell my little items for network marketing, but then I was distracted by the power in the room. Mm. And again, at that moment, I said to myself, I'm coming back to this conference next year, but I'm going to come back a business owner. And um, that's exactly what happened. Um, within that year, um, I began getting my ducks in a row to, find out what business I could open. At that point, I had no idea. You know, I had no clue. All I knew I was going to do what these women were doing. <laughs> That's why you have to share your story and be an example because you don't know who you're motivating. Right. You don't know who you're inspiring. That's right. And so, uh, and I was able to actually tell the conference hosts um, that very year, that year when I came back, that I came as a vendor last year. And because of this conference, you motivated me to become a business owner. Mm -hmm. And so the Grind Entrepreneur Network, I initially created that as a network for entrepreneurs to uh, just develop themselves. And I wanted to include network marketers because, again, that was my start. And what I found that in the entrepreneur and business world, they don't always welcome the network marketer. They don't always see them as an entrepreneur. But I'm here to tell you, it is the beginning. Yeah. And, and I, from that lesson, I never shunned anyone, you know, because you can't despise humble beginnings. That's and right. 
to me, that's what MLM and the whole network marketing is. It's the beginning of something greater. And so that's why I created the Grind Entrepreneur Network. It has since evolved into my coaching of entrepreneurs, my educators who want to become entrepreneurs. Um, I have a passion for educators. Um, we work hard. We are multi-skilled. We are multi-talented. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes, we don't use our skills and our talents for ourselves. Um, we definitely just give it all to a school or a school district, leaving nothing for ourselves. There are many classroom teachers around this country that because of their pay is not where it should be. They uh -huh. find themselves getting second jobs, waitressing yeah. or in retail. I show them how you can supplement your income by starting your own business. You don't have to go out and waitress. Mm -hmm. um, it could be even your educational skills, but it doesn't have to be. I've had stand-up comedians come out of the Grind Entrepreneur Network. I've had bakers and chefs come out of the Grind Entrepreneur Network. So I just, we just take their passion, your skills. What do you do that you know you can monetize? and make a business out for yourself while you're still in that classroom or while you're still being that school administrator. And so now that's what the Grind Entrepreneur Network is. It is dedicated to my entrepreneurs, as I call them. Mm. And so that was very powerful for me because I helped people, again, not work after they work all day, go to that uh, restaurant and then begin to wait. There's nothing wrong with waitressing, please don't get me wrong, but if you want to do something else, I show you how to do that. And so that's what that was about. And then Perfect Time SHP um, was then born, which is my coaching consulting and book publishing firm. Okay. Um, once I began doing uh, my self-publishing for my own books, I began to get people asking me, could I help them with their books? And so being the savvy business person <laughs> that I claim to be, I created my publishing company. And now I do just that. I assist aspiring authors in getting their books published. Um, and that has really evolved and just taken over. That's like my main um, business right now. And I'm enjoying it wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly enjoying it. I have so much so I've stopped writing. Um, because of now just really focusing on the publishing of others right now. So it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. <laughs> it sounds like it. Oh my goodness. I know the audience is thinking this lady does it all, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's, it sounds like you're so passionate about what you do and how you serve with such excellence that it, doesn't sound like it's taxing for you. Right. Absolutely. And that makes, that makes a world of difference. Um, but I love what you said because I know a lot of educators, whether it's in, you know, uh, whether they're teaching kindergarten, 12th graders or college. Mm -hmm. And I've heard them mention the thing that you said, how they're not able to make the money that they want to make or that they desire to make. Yes. But they love teaching. Yes. But they need more income. Mm -hmm. 
but a lot of them are afraid to, not just afraid, they fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. They want to do more, but they don't know how to do how. More. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So is your program, because I noticed that it is an acronym. Can you tell us <laughs> what the grind stands for and would it be easy for an entrepreneur to come along, sign up for your, I don't know if it's a membership or a subscription or the course itself so that they don't have to fear stepping out on faith while holding their nine to five investor. Absolutely. And the grind stands for global relationships, igniting networks and development. Okay. Um, And so that was really um, the sense of community, basically. Like we're all in this together. We are creating this network and we're developing together. That was the premise of this vision that I had when I created the grind. And so, yes. And so right now, um, I do actually individual, I do consulting um, with entrepreneurs right now. Um, uh, like I said, it's so funny. The publishing piece has taken over <laughs> and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Um, and so it lends myself now to more consulting versus coaching. Okay. Um, and so um, that's what I do. I, I, I ed- educators contact me. We go through, you know, the whole nine yards, what they're doing now, what they aspire to do, what are they good at. Some people come to me already knowing what it is that they want to do. But just like you said, it's the how piece yeah. um, that they need um, direction in. And then some people have no clue. They just know they want something in addition. And so we go through and find out what that is. And so um, I, I help in either arenas. And so it's really rewarding. I mean, just to go out and see the individuals. One educator I'm helping now. <laughs> it is so funny. She is a magnificent chef. She's a cook. Oh, wow. and, and so I'm like, wow, you need to be monetizing this. Yeah. You have skills. Your food is delicious. <laughs> and so she has already started. I said, the first thing you need to do is you need to start a blog because she has her phone full of these beautiful pictures of the food that she's wow. created. Just sitting in her phone. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I said, you need to be telling people how you created this. I said, yes. the next thing you need to do is do a video. And show them how you're cooking it and then have that picture of the finished product. I said, then the next thing we need to work on is a recipe book. (laughs) So, you know, so all in that few minutes, just from her sitting there, she got three things that she can monetize. Wow. And so she is so excited right now. She sent, sent me her video yesterday. It was so amazing. Her first video of her cooking and sharing all the things that she's doing. I'm like, amazing. That's and good. so it's those types of things yes. that I just feel so elated. I feel, you know, I'm like, wow, this is what it's about. And so yeah. it's why I do that. And so, yeah, that's what I do. I take you. If you know what you want to do, we develop it. If you have no clue, we find out what it is. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's, a, it's a wonderful journey. <laughs> it sounds like it is. Oh, my goodness. Because I, I was a past adjunct professor, and it didn't take long for me. I just knew I enjoyed teaching, but I knew I didn't want to be bound by being an adjunct. Right. I said, okay, I was doing coaching, but wasn't fully engulfed in it. And I said, all right, it's something. (laughs) 
Like, yes. Lord, show, and, I, and I asked him, Lord, show me more. I, I know yes. you need me for more. He said, okay, just be ready for the ride. I was like, that, <laughs> just be ready. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Now, what is the response that you get from your audience? And it sounds like that you're getting awesome responses. <laughs> But share with us what response do you get from your audience regarding your businesses and, and what you bring? So the first thing people always say, how do you do it all? How do you do it all? <laughs> That's always the first question, you know, and working full time um, and in reading your my bio in the beginning, you, you said uh, I was a leadership development coach and I will make this correction as of June 30th. Uh -huh. I did give that position up to go back to the uh, schoolhouse as a elementary principal. Okay. Um, so I do want to make that, um, that, uh, that correction. Cause I don't want anybody, you know, once it comes out, <laughs> so I do want to make that correction. Yeah. And so, so I want, and I'm saying that to say, being a school principal as any other position, but uh -huh. it's time consuming. It's hard. It's difficult. It's challenging. Correct. But one thing that I've learned to do, this is my 10th year as a school administrator, my 30th year in public education. The one thing that I've learned is how to separate the two, because number one, as a school administrator, we sign a conflict of interest clause. And that's one thing that I help my entrepreneurs with as well. When you're working in a public school district, we are bound by certain things that we can and cannot do. Yeah. And so I, I make sure that they understand that piece of it. Um, and so in doing that, that's the most response that I get. How do you do it all? Um, and I tell this story to my educators and it really, it, it, their mouths are left open. When I started my whole entrepreneur journey, I made an appointment with our legal office for the school district and I spelled out exactly everything that I was doing, the book writing, the publishing, the interview host, the podcasting, everything. And so at the end of that meeting, the attorney said this one thing, and I already knew it, but it's something about when she said it. She said, okay, that's great. She said, but just remember, whatever you do, don't use the school district's time or resources to do your work. I already knew that, right? Everybody knows that, but it's something about when she said it because I immediately thought about how many times was I using my time and my resources for the school district. Wow. And it stopped that day. It stopped that day. Mm -hmm. So when I leave and mm -hmm. I am no longer an agent of that school district, yeah. I am on my time and I'm doing my work. That's right. That's how I can do it all. When I leave, because you know, as, as educators, we will take work home at night. We'll be up all weekend or yeah. during the holidays. I love my job. I love education and I care for my scholars. But there is a limit and there's a time. Mm. And I tell people, if you don't value that, nobody else will. That's right. So that's how I can do it all. Mm. I know my time constraints. Just as I do not double dip on their time, I'm not double dipping on my time. Mm. And that's it. <laughs> and it sounds harsh, but it's reality. Yeah. It's reality. And so that little 
piece right there just changed my life when it came to managing my time. How can I do it all? Because I know how to departmentalize that. And I know when to cut it off. That's exactly how I can do it all. Wow. Now you have my wheel spinning. Um, <laughs> right. Because that was a mouthful. Yes. And I so wish someone would have or I could have heard someone say that. Yes. When I was beginning my coaching it's, career. And exactly. I was finding myself lecturing and then after my lecture and I get a question or one of my, my students would ask something and I tell them, close the door. And then I'm giving free coaching. <laughs> right. And it didn't dawn on me until you said what you said. Yeah. You're right. I would bring work home and great papers and, you know, do my curriculum planning and, and, and all of this. And then I was drained. Is it? I was drained. And even now that I'm away and I've been gone from, from that arena, corporate America and teaching since 2000 and um, 2013, I can take what you just said and apply it to myself now that I am an over 40 year old mother again, mm -hmm. 20 years separating work because mm -hmm. I work from home and family. Right. Um, so for all of you all who are those moms, take that and file it away and remember yeah. that because when yeah. you have to be present for your family, for your husband, yes. for your children, be That's present right. for them and leave work in your home office. Yes. That oh my gosh <laughs> golden it was golden um now there are many many people tuning in right now and i know you alluded to this earlier but did you ever imagine or dream that you would be doing what you're doing now um and i know you mentioned you knew you wanted to do this in the fourth grade but did you ever think that it would be to this capacity Never, ever, ever. And <laughs> never, ever, ever. <laughs> and, you know, I've been in the Washington, D.C. area now for over 25 years. And I just have to attribute that to this area. That's, that's okay. all I can do. Um, I left North Carolina. Um, you know, I, I graduated from high school. I stayed in my hometown, went to undergrad at Winston-Salem State. And then I moved just an hour or so away to Charlotte, North Carolina, to start my teaching career. And maybe in my third year of teaching, I decided I really wanted to see other parts of the country. <laughs> like, I have been in North Carolina all my life, um, and I just had a desire for more. And so I was fortunate enough that uh, one of my line sisters lived in Maryland with a roommate, her best friend from her high school, and they had a three-bedroom apartment. It was two of them, so they had an extra bedroom. And she said, just come up to Maryland, find a job after you get here. And it was that blessing um, that I was able to come and be free. I found a teaching job up here, and my life changed after mm -hmm. that. 
this area, and I'm sure in other areas, but for me, coming from North Carolina, I was amazed at the progression specifically of the African Americans in this community. Um, I currently live in Prince George's County, which is one of the most affluential uh, African American communities. Mm -hmm. And I had just never, ever experienced or witnessed anything like it. Just and just black people doing it. That's what I say. Just black people doing the thing. <laughs> I had just never experienced. I had never just been around so many black people. <laughs> and so it opened my eyes to a lot of things. I, I began to take note. What are they doing? How did they start? What was their journey? Uh, I would be sitting in, in a workshop and the individual's bios would be read. I would be listening. What did they do? What were their steps? What did they do? And I, I went back to school. I went back again. I went back again. I started getting promotions. I started doing other things. So it's truly the environment, the experience that afforded me another avenue of things that I could do that I just don't think I would have had had I stayed in North Carolina. I just, maybe, but I just don't believe I would have had the same experiences. Mm. And so it really was that. So it, I never in my wildest dreams would think that I would be doing what I'm doing. Just six years ago, you would not find me, number one, on this podcast. Mm. I did not like to talk. Now I host a weekly live video show every Sunday. I, that was not me six years ago. Wow. Scooch, I was ashamed of my Southern accent living in the DC area and would be silenced because of it. Mm -mm. I would not talk because I was afraid of what people would perceive about me mm -hmm. because I sounded, and I'm doing air quotes, country. Okay. <laughs> Once I got over that and began to embrace my whole self. Come on. There was nothing that no one could do or say that could stop me because now when I get up and talk, I start with that. I sound like I'm from North Carolina because I am from North Carolina. That's right. That's so right. get over it. Let's let's begin. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with it. That's why I wrote North Carolina Girl Living in the Maryland World. That was me embracing yeah. my whole self. Mm. And so it's things like that that you have to be mindful of. Because those South Delts, those, all those things that you do to knock yourself down, they will hinder you from your progress. Yes, they will. And I'm thinking, wow, I could be so much further than I am now had I just grasped that, hold on to that years ago. I just got over that whole speaking thing probably six or seven years ago. Wow. And I've been up here over 25 years. But I wouldn't talk in meetings. I was afraid to speak. It was ridiculous. Wow. It was ridiculous. And so now I embrace it all. And, you know, I just would have never, ever imagined that I would be doing any of this other than the education piece. Mm. I have just branched out so much. It is just amazing. And I'm grateful for it all. And I'm, and I'm continuing to develop. Like, I'm still not done. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. this is still not the the it for me. You just scratching the surface. That's it. You just and I believe that.
Yeah. And, and I believe that. I believe that with my whole heart. Yeah, I tell my husband all the time. I said, when I leave this earth, I want to die empty. Die empty. Give it all. Yes. Empty because he's a, a mechanical and being an African American mechanical engineer who's an alpha and in in where we live, which is very conservative, Michigan. Um, I tell him that very thing, like, use your gifts. Yes. You are a very educated man. Use those gifts and share them with the world because God gave it to you. Yes. Don't leave this earth with everything in you saying, I wish I... <laughs> would have i wish i could have i wish i should have done and it's so funny because we we've talked about leaving Michigan, but i said you know as long as my father's still here god doesn't want us to leave yet mm-hmm. and i shared with my husband i said well how would you feel leaving michigan he said i wouldn't mind i said okay i said well you know we gotta leave when god says because I'm not just going up and go, <laughs> but in regards to him using the gifts that God gave him, he was mentioning something about wanting to share because not only being a mechanical engineer, God has positioned him in other areas where he's learned other aspects and, you know, over 30 years experience in that, um, with a master's in business. And I told him, I said, you know, have you ever just thought about writing children's books, introducing them to African-American engineers? Mm. Going back to what someone said to you about just finding a trade because you didn't know, but you asked, I want to be a mechanic. And they Mm. they couldn't tell you what you were thinking about when you were thinking you wanted to be a mechanical engineer because engineer. Mm. Wow. Look like you. Wow. Doing what you're doing today. So I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because he when he left the education world, he had to realize that. That I could do more. Yes. My <laughs> mechanical engineering degree and my master's in business than just stand and teach. Because he said I felt my creativity was just dying. I was like, there you go. So I, I so, so applaud you. And I'm going to have to make sure he listens to this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so are you working on um, any new projects right now um, that you want to share with the audience? Absolutely. Thank you for, uh, first of all, having me on this platform. I really appreciate it. Um, my latest project, I am a two-time HBCU graduate, and so my heart is with the historically black colleges and universities. And so a couple of months ago, towards the end of last year, you may or may not be familiar, but Bennett College in Greensboro was really going through a tough time and was faced with their doors being closed. And they were, you know, having these fundraising campaigns. Um, I reached out to the local alumni here in the Washington, D.C. area. I had them on the show. 
um, so that we can try to get donations. Um, and they end up, you know, raising millions of dollars over the amount that they needed through for the entire, you know, campaign. Mm -hmm. And so that really got me to thinking, um, I grad, I'm a graduate of Winston State and Howard of the HBCUs mm -hmm. and I am a dues paying member, but I felt like I needed to do more. Um, cause that could have been any one of the HBCUs. Yeah. And, and, and honestly it has been a few cause we've had some doors that did close. And so it just started me to think, how can I use my talents? How can I use my skills um, to help fund HBCUs? And so I started the HBCU Experience Anthology, and I started looking for lead authors from different HBCUs to lead and recruit other uh, of their uh, HBCU graduates to share their experience of the HBCU on their campus. Mm -hmm. And so right now we have 16 HBCUs represented. Mm. Um, and the first one that will be released uh, in the fall will be North Carolina and T State University. They have over 40 authors that um, will be sharing their experience mm -hmm. of the HBCU and every penny of the Amazon sales will go back to that yeah. university. That's beautiful. And so it is it's overwhelming when I just think about it because I think about the future, mm. um, how this will impact for years to come. Yes, it will. And I get teary-eyed even thinking about it because it was my desire to do something that would make an impact. Yeah. And so I'm so excited. Um you know, and we're still looking for more lead authors, more contributing authors. Um, we will have additional volumes mm. after, um, you know, after the first one is written. And all Amazon sales goes directly back to that university. That and it is just a wonderful thing. After North Carolina A&T, uh, Florida AMU State University will be released, Kentucky State University, Howard University, Winston-Salem State University. Um, those are the ones that will be released uh, before the year's end. Oh, wow. Um, and all the others um, that are slow getting um, authors, I tell them to just hold on mm -hmm. because it will come. Once we can... Uh, release because uh, you know a lot of people they have to see things yes. <laughs> and and I understand that and, and I just tell them to be patient yeah uh, because when North Carolina Anti they're releasing theirs doing their homecoming and they are just so motivated to do great things I had graduates that didn't even want to contribute um, as far as the writing but wanted to contribute to the donation. Awesome. to their university. So it's going to be an amazing project. And so I'm really uh, excited about the HBCU experience yeah. anthology that's coming out. Um, I, I just tell people, hold on, stay tuned because it's coming and it's going to be amazing. It's oh, going to be amazing. Awesome. You all heard it here. Oh my gosh. As we are wrapping it up, this has been a very, very, um, very good uh, show. What are two things that you could leave um, with our listeners today to take away from the show that will 
not just inspire them, but empower them? So I would say the first thing is the validation of others is not needed, mm. nor is it required. Mm. That's the first thing, because that's something I had to get over. Yeah. You have to learn to affirm for yourself yes. what it is that you want. Don't wait on what others think and mm. say and do. So that's the first thing. The second thing is my motto, keep grinding. Yeah. You cannot stop. Things are going to be difficult. There are going to be barriers. There's going to be challenges. But the reward is in the completion of that task. That's right. You cannot stop. You might slow down. Mm. You might alter what it is that you're doing. But just keep grinding. Do not stop. Mm. Absolutely. Those will be my two takeaways. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, And I hope you all heard it. Write it down. Posted for you to remember. Now, how can people get in contact with you? Please share with the audience because it may be someone listening who may want to donate, contribute. It may be um, an HBCU alum listening. Please share with them. How can they get in contact with you? Absolutely. I can be found on all social media platforms at I am Dr. Sharon, and that's I-A-M-D-R-S-H-A-R-O-N. Also, my website that reaches all of my websites is shpenterprise.com. Um, you can reach The Perfect Time, The Grind, everything, the I Am Dr. Sharon show, all through shpenterprise.com. All right. You all heard it here. I welcome Um, any feedback. And again, I thank Dr. Sharon Porter for gracing us with her presence today. Thank you all for listening in and we will see you again next week.